welcome to the Man Up God's Way podcast, a show that dives into the real, raw, and relevant issues for men in their faith, life, and community. Now, your host, Jody Birkin. Good evening, guys. This is Jody Burkey with Man Up God's Way, and you are on the Man Up God's Way podcast, a podcast designed to reach the men of this world, to encourage them, to challenge them, to be the men that God has called them to be. Our ministry, founded in 2012, uh, has been doing that uh, all across the world, and we thank you for joining us tonight. So if you get an opportunity, make sure that you share this with your friends, your family, Anyone on social media, we would appreciate it. Help us reach more and more people for the sake of the gospel. Because we do talk about Jesus on here. We also talk about things that are going on in culture, in the church, uh, as well as uh, just social issues of the day. So we've got a good uh, podcast tonight with just a little bit about everything tonight, I think. So I got my my host in here tonight. Uh, hostess, hostess, hosts, hosts. How do you plural that? Yeah, I don't know how you plural that. <laughs> yeah, host, hosts, because y'all sound like girls. But um, our host, um, Mr. Ben Neely, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. You? I can't good to see you. Good seeing you, brother. Glad you're here. Yep. Good week. Another Monday. Another Monday. Yeah, it has been a good week. Good Labor Day weekend. Good. Lots of rest and relaxation. Yeah, I uh, actually, took my shot at the first brisket ever, did, smoking it. Six out of ten, maybe. Was it? Maybe five out of ten, but it was it was good. But good. I I learned a lot. So we'll see what happens next time. On the next time. <clears throat> yeah, my wife went and bought, um, she saw a TikTok. She's on this TikTok cooking now. I don't know if <laughs> anybody else has seen this, but she bought like 82 pounds of meat. Like I'm talking bulk oh, because it's nice. cheaper. Yeah. It's cheaper if you don't, you know, if you don't have to cut it. Yeah. And have the, everybody and she's cut doing it the butchering of so it? So she's doing the butchering yeah. and everything out of it. <clears throat> she threw a couple in the crock pot and like let it set overnight. And the first one she did... Um, I mean, it was hard as a brick bat. Like it was just, it was it, roast. It was roast. Got like, it. and it did not cook up well. And so the second one is a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, so she's trying to do that. How and long is she a, cooking it for? Uh, well, we, I would think we cooked the first one like twenty four hours. <clears throat> so the like yeah. when you buy meat like that in bulk, there are roasts that just aren't that good. Right. Yeah. But we, when we were ordering from that guy, we know. Right. Um. There were, you know, two or three roasts that were really good, and there might have been one or two that was just, it was yeah. tougher. You just right? got to know how to cook That's that right. stuff, you know, and I, yeah. I, or season it or pound it or do whatever you do to it. So, for Goza, how you doing, brother? Doing good. I'm not going to claim host. I don't associate with you guys. I'm a producer of this thing. You're, yeah, you're the co-host. Ben's co-host. The co-host. Yeah, he, okay. I don't know why he but always forgets okay. co-host. Co-host. But I don't co- want to be associated My co-host. With you. <laughs> my, my other host. My, yeah. The, yeah. My other producer. Since the, you're the, the producer, producer, why can't he get it right? Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, he, I, I'm the I only pro- innocent one here. Mm. I produce. He doesn't listen to yeah, me. Yeah, you're yeah, getting yeah, really yeah. struck by lightning, Ben. <laughs> <coughs> innocent, my butt. No, I've got a great crew here. I thank you for all that they do. They come in early and get everything squared away. Um, we were hoping to have a, a guest on tonight, but they didn't show up. But we've got a show ready for you, as usual. And um, But uh, real quick, before we get into that, um, love for you guys to go to our merch store, manupmerch.com. You can get our shirt. I got a cool shirt, little uh, camo, dry fit shirt on today. It's one of my favorite shirts. 
It uh, hides my uh, fat rolls every now and then. So it's he has won now. many a cornhole tournament in this shirt. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> I got another cornhole tournament. I'm getting ready to smoke some guys on too. So I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, I'm gonna put the challenge out for anybody to come and uh, come and get me. But um, if you get an opportunity, go to manupmerch.com. That's how we pay for this podcast. Anything that you buy off that, we tend to throw into the podcast. We've been doing this for two years, going on two years now, where it's episode 73. And, uh, man, we've got some great guests coming up. Uh, most likely we'll have Chad Robichaud coming on uh, from Mighty Oaks uh, Foundation, uh, eight-time deployment over, over into Afghanistan, and uh, can't wait for for that podcast i've got willie robinson coming up talking about uh, his dad's new movie the blind and uh, i'm getting ready to watch that tomorrow night can't wait i'm excited about that so i can get caught up before that uh, goes on and we've got some great guests coming on up in the future as well so make sure that you subscri subscribe to our podcast on any podcast platform uh, the more that you listen and the more that you share the more that you help out our ministry uh, to uh, reach more and more people we would love it we got a movie premiere tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. I'm Ordinary, what Ordinary was it? Angels. That's it. So that's one of our sponsors tonight, Ordinary Angels. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, we've got the movie premiere tomorrow night. It doesn't come out till after, right around October. Unfortunately, a lot. I don't know if you noticed, uh, October 13th, um, Taylor Swift has her new uh, movie coming out, which is basically her concert, you know, yeah. coming out. So all these movies that were coming out on the 13th have moved them, you know, a couple right. of weekends away. And Ordinary Angels was one of those. But uh, it's a great Can't movie. Can't fight with T-Swift. You don't? No, you don't. She's uh, she's kind of controlling the uh, media world right at the moment. I'll raise you, T. I'll raise you one Academy Award winning Hillary Swank. <laughs> over over Taylor, yeah, Taylor Swift. Swift yeah yeah I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan my daughter oh my gosh she loves her to death uh she's seen her twice already in the really? con yes and she went to Amsterdam this uh week to see her again she went where Amsterdam my daughter my daughter is and her husband oh you're talking about Evie I Evie. thought you meant Addie I'm like <laughs> Okay, so Osteen, where are you getting yeah, that money? She's 12. Send the 12-year-old to Amsterdam to see no. Taylor Swift. No, my daughter and her son-in-law are doing it right. They it. they are literally working their butts off yeah. for about six, eight weeks, and then they travel. And they've got jobs that allow them to do that, and yeah. they just they just work you know, balls to the wall and then go travel, and they're doing it right. So yeah, good. This is their second trip to Amsterdam, so yeah. they're having a good time. But. So, uh, so yeah, we've got a great show for you guys tonight. Uh, again, sponsored by Ordinary Angels. Um, a, a great show that's going to come up. We'll have a, a little bit sh uh, a blurb on that, and you'll be able to see the trailer coming up as well. So, for Goza, what do you got uh, over there to softball pitches? Um, our main thing right now uh, that we've been talking about is just our sponsorship. We have 515. Uh, and 250, we have that men's, uh, the $250 spot for uh, building men's ministry within your local church. That's really what we've been doing. Uh, we're doing one-on-ones with you for that. Uh, we have, you know, we it, nothing's finalized, but we do have one church that's fairly interested in doing that with mm -hmm. us. So we're kind of growing that. Um, and then the $5 and the $15 a month gift that you're giving to us, really, again, that's how we keep this going. It's two years. No one here is getting paid to do this. We mm -hmm. just show up every week to to put it on, and a lot goes into it. So when you do give that $5 a month, it goes directly to producing this show and keeping the lights on. 
not metaphorically, physically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, you can check all that out on our website at www.manupgodsway.org. Uh, if you guys would partner with us, $5, $10, 15 whatever you can afford or um, something that would just uh, help us keep this going. And we would really appreciate that. So so major stories going on ne- this week. Um, one of the things that we want to talk about uh, for Goza is what? what was so we got a couple different for? options okay. today. Uh, oh, I w- we, we, ha- we have, we can start with the trans Bible verse. We're immediately banned from this episode, right? And we're, we're off uh, Facebook for sure just for saying that word. AI came up with a trans Bible verse. Uh, ben, we can talk about that. We can talk about new COVID, which is exciting. It's not like the old COVID. It's new and improved. Uh, <laughs> we can talk about Virginia Tech settlement of uh, 100K for um, not kneeling during a BLM celebration slash American Anthem um, those are the three hot topics right now. Pick it. So let's talk. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about ChatGPT. We haven't really talked about AI much on this on the podcast. Um, it is becoming more and more of an influence um, in in the internet, social media um, structure, uh, schools. It's coming to you know becoming a major problem and uh, for a lot of schools. And now. It's becoming a problem for the church, and let me tell you why. Um, we have a society within the church that is biblically illiterate. And what I mean by that, it doesn't mean that they can't read. It means that they don't read. They're not reading the Word of God. Uh, they have no clue what it says. Uh, they're assuming if they're even going to church that they are sitting in the pews hoping their pastor will give them enough to get them into heaven. Here's the problem with that, is that the more that the world comes out and starts propagating the things that the world always propagates, which is anti-Christian, anti-Christianity, anti-Bible, that Christians aren't able to defend the truth. They aren't able to defend what God has laid out in 66 books over a 1,400-year period with 40 different authors in three different languages that all point to God. They can't lay out the things of the Word of God, and they don't know what to defend and what not to defend because they are biblically illiterate. So this new thing that has come out is ChatGPT as writing Scripture. Well, th- or <laughs> this is, let me preface this. False, false, uh, false gospel. Yeah, let me preface this with the kind of nuance problem that that is has been occurring even before that so if you're a younger generation like myself i have been on bible apps dwell you know a digital form of the bible for a really long time those are updated with the app so if they want to change something that's written in the bible they just do an updated version it's not like hey we got the niv and then the NIV is pretty standard. You know, they changed something about the NIV. Well, okay, I bought it six years ago. It's still the same. All the new ones will have the new, in, you know, the new version of what they did to it. But mine's going to be, you know, consistent to, you know, the last time they checked it. If you're doing digital Bible, it just changes. Right. Um, and so this happened to me this morning. I listen on the Dwell app 
Uh, and I, I don't know what version of the Bible I'm listening to, but I'm, I'm lying there in bed and usually I click it on when I wake up. I'll put it on and I'll get like five more minutes of slash sleep, waking up, slash listening to the Bible. And I'm listening to it and I didn't check the verse, but I need to go back. But I'm listening to it and I'm like, dude, that doesn't sound right. That sounds a little off. It, it really said that? Huh. Hmm. I, I don't know if I'm dreaming this or like, because I'm half awake, half right. asleep. But if you don't have enough knowledge of the Bible, nothing comes up as a red flag. You know, there's been plenty right. of times that I've heard something. Oh, I don't know if that's if that's legit. Go to my physical Bible, open it up, read it. Oh, that is legit. Let me find out why. Let me find out the context. Why is he saying right. that in this way? Am I misunderstanding it? This seems problematic. And then I spend, you know, 10, 15 minutes researching. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what they're talking about. That actually, that tracks. All right, we're good, you know. Uh, <laughs> still a believer. But yeah. if, if you don't have those moments, and a lot of us don't, we don't have those moments. Yeah. A lot of us don't because we're not versed enough in it. And ChatGPT right. magnifies that times 10, especially with this verse that you ran into, Ben. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'll just read it real quick and get back to it. So it was, uh, the headline was Christians attack uh, ChatGPT generated fake Bible verse about Jesus endorsing transgenderism as the article. The glasses are a nice touch, by the way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> His eyeballs, he can't read without them. Yep. Christians are responding to a fake Bible passage reportedly generated by ChatGPT that said Jesus accepts trans-identified individuals stating there is no man nor woman. And a woman whose heart was divided, this is the verse, and a woman whose heart was divided between spirit and body came before him, the fake passage reads. In quiet despair, she asked, Lord, I come to you estranged. For my spirit and my body are not one. How shall I hope to enter the kingdom of God? Jesus looked upon her with kindness, replying, My child, blessed are those who strive for unity within themselves. For they shall know the deepest truths of my Father's creation. The passage continued. Be not afraid, for in the kingdom of God there is no man nor woman, as all are one in spirit. The gates of my Father's kingdom will open for those who love and are loved. For God looks not upon the body, but the heart. Yeah. What's creepy is there's semblances of the gospel, but there's there's red flags that pop up with um, unity with within themselves. That's actually anti gospel (laughs) unity within yourself. It's like looking to you like that's the big red flag. But some of that's true. Like God only looks on the heart, you know, Um, and and part of that is the gospel, meaning if you're struggling with trans identity, the gospel is still for mm-hmm. you. Christ is still for you. There's still redemption. So, yeah. so part of that is very, very true, and part of it is just a farce. The yeah. problem is the Bible says the heart is deceitful. You know, that's that's where we don't. That's where you know too many people are. Well, trust your heart or follow your heart. Well, no, that's not what you're supposed to do because your heart is deceitful. We are to follow Jesus and His Word. That's why we need to understand the Word and. Uh, I think too many people, again, they do not understand what Scripture says. They don't read their Bible. Uh, we s- poll after poll after after uh, uh, data collection. Uh, what do you call those things? I just went. No, right. no, I, I uh, get it. You know what do they yeah. call? Like a all the metrics. All, say all the metrics say reading. people aren't reading their Bible. That's right. And so, in this world that has 
especially today, that has false news or fake news or, um, you know, this, this hope that's trying to be put out there that is not gospel-centered is so enticing to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, just that verse, it sounds like something that would come from the Bible. Well, the Bible it, does say that there is no male or female in heaven, but that's in heaven. Right. That's once we're right. in our glorified, glorified bodies, bodies right? right? And we are who we were supposed to be. Right. Right? Yeah. So they're trying to mix fiction with something like you said that's, that is in there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work. Well, well I've been preaching through Acts for the last two years. And, you know, one of the things that was kind of the common theme, you know, throughout uh, Acts outside of the Holy Spirit was, you know, how every time that Paul would or Peter would establish a church that the false gospel, the Judaizers would come in and try to present a false gospel. It sounded like the gospel and it had all the intent of the gospel, but it, it just would not, um, it, it just wasn't the gospel. And so it would be a false gospel. And that's, and that happened in first Peter and second Peter, um, quite often. And then, you know, Paul going to, uh, majority of the Pauline epistles, false gospel it sounds awful close it's just like when jesus was out in the wilderness jesus was um you know fasting for 40 days and satan comes you know at the very end of his fast the the weakest that he could possibly ever be uh as a man and satan would try to tempt him with things that sounded biblical it was just a little bit off and then what what would jesus do jesus would defend that with scripture and that's where Christians are failing right now is that we're not defending anything with the scripture. And that's, if you don't know the scripture, you can't, you can't do that. And let me tell you something, the world is not going to get any better. It's going to get more wicked. And like what I think we said a couple of weeks ago is that it's not falling apart. It's falling into place. We know if you read your Bible, you know, at the end of the end of the book, it's not a great story for those who are not believers. And for some of us, we're going to, uh, we're going to see the trials and tribulations. You know, hopefully it doesn't get so bad before Jesus comes, but we don't have that guarantee by any means. So we need more and more people to read their Bible, to stand firm on the the Word of God and defend the Word of God. Because if you don't, I'll tell you what, the world is going to come alongside of everybody and give them something that is not real. But man, does it sound real good. And they're going to follow it. It's scary. Real scary. Because... What the world right now wants is for affirmation. They want affirmation that their sin is okay. Uh, whether it's transgenderism, homosexuality, adultery, fornication, divorce, uh, abortion, any of those things. They're wanting affirmation that those things are okay. And the more the more people that they can get to believe that it's okay, the better that they feel about themselves. Because when you stare directly into the gospel message of the Bible, uh, all 66 books, when you start really reading that and going through that, there is no way that you can walk away not convicted. Yeah, there's uh, it, the entire movement is actually anti-improvement. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's, it's anti-everything that I learned in sports. It, it's can the complete opposite. You're perfect the way you are. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, you can't improve because that would be denying the greatness that you already are. You know, there's, hey, there's no more standard of beauty. 
There's no more standard of athleticism. There's no more standard of good. There's no more standard of bad. And so, so if we can't improve or if we're discouraged from improving, then there's, there's no metric to even measure right. what is good and what is bad. And so it's really, really interesting just to see that narrative of you're perfect the way you are. Well, not, right. I mean, not the way I grew up. Um, th- there's no room for improvement. Is that what you're saying? I'm perfect the way I am. Right. Oh, okay. Well, what, then I should just stay right here. Mm-hmm. What um, what God formed in the garden has been under under attack since the garden. Amen. Yeah. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Yep. It has been. You're exactly right. And it was a beautiful thing, you know, man, woman, procreating was the idea behind that and that it was a it was a beautiful and perfect thing the enemy comes along and uh destroys that and again god's not surprised god uh has always had a plan and his plan will come to fruition first uh, timothy two eleven through 14 i do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man this isn't about that rather she is to remain quiet for Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. That, that law, that rule goes all the way back to the garden. It's not a cultural thing. Right. It's all the way back to the garden. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is the way it's supposed to be. And you guys keep trying to change it all. <laughs> right. Whatever it is. Right. Right? I just wanted to share that because... He took it back to the garden. Yeah. yeah. This is the way it has to be. Right. I wanted to be a pastor for goes, you know what God told me? That's not your calling. Well, doesn't matter whether you think you can do a good job. It doesn't matter. It's what I've called you to do. Right? It's what I've called you to do. Pastor's not your calling. This isn't your calling. This isn't your calling. Right. What we're supposed to be is obedient to that and trust God. We don't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, right, pastor's exactly. kind of like president. If you want to be, you shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. No, it's just the preaching part. It ain't the pastor part <laughs> that I'm attracted to. <laughs> the pastor part's crazy. What he has easy. to go through. Yeah, the preaching's easy. Yeah. It's the pastoring part. Uh, yeah. Pre uh, church would be easy if it weren't for the people. It's uh, but it it, it it's a. Uh, for me personally, it's a it's a calling that I love, and I'm a better pastor than I am a preacher. That's for sure. I love you, it. You, um, the, the garden is the origin. Yeah, it's exactly. the origin of creation. It's the origin. It's not the origin of God, but it's the origin of the gospel of Jesus Christ, right. starting in Genesis chapter one, right. first word. Right. So, if if you can reverse that. If you can change that foundation, if you can, if you can get people to believe that that's hogwash and you can replace it with all this humanism, humans are awesome. Mm-hmm. We're only not awesome if we choose not to be type of stuff, which is just like this verse is the antithesis of what the Bible says. It's the right. exact opposite. Right. Right. Exactly. I love Galatia, or Galatians, Genesis three, um, where the fall of man and then. Um, God presents the uh, curses. Um, let's see. Oh, shoot. Where did that go? Let's see. And uh, he starts uh, in verse 14. Then the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed you are more than all the cattle 
and more of every beast on the field. On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life, and you will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. From that day forward, Jesus has always been presented as the Savior. Yeah. From that day. Like, that's, you know, that's where most people miss that. It's, if you look at the seed and you understand Scripture, the seed, um, that's why genealogy in the Bible is so important. Because mm-hmm. from here on out, you can follow the lineage of Jesus Christ all the way from Adam. You go yeah. from David, and from David, you see Jesus. You know, you look at the, I think it's 15 generations uh, that they show that. That seed is extremely important because... When Jesus does take on um, all the sin, when he does die, when um, the wrath of God is placed upon him, he then is risen again, and he does crush the the head of Satan with his foot. And we're going to see that in the end of times um, when they finally throw him in the lake of fire. Hoorah. I can't see that. That'll be beautiful. So you've got to understand scripture. You got to understand that from the very beginning of time, God has had a plan uh, for this. And you and I, we have to do a better job in understanding what scripture means in context um, uh, and, and understanding how it applies to your life and then taking that because society is not going to get any easier. Uh, it's not going to get less wicked. It's going to try to distort what the word of God says. And this is what, you know, we're, we're looking at this, this whole chat GPT, you know, it's asking it to, to give a, a Bible verse that, that sounds like a Bible verse, but isn't to affirm sin that we all know that God has yeah. deemed, um, that has deemed not worthy of, of him by any means. Yeah. So. You know, when I think the article and, you know, what I read of it, they're not really trying to pass it off as a real Bible Mm -hmm. verse. The people that were commenting on it, they understand that it's not a real Bible verse. They were just the one guy just said it did make me feel a little bit better or whatever. My point is, once AI really gets going, Mm -hmm. I mean, you could literally have somebody handing out fake Bibles to people that don't Don't know. know. Right. Well, again, I don't think. I don't think you're going to see fake Bibles. I think you're going to see, um, just like everything else, you're going to see lobbying for changing what's written currently mm. and then just changing it yeah. digitally. Yeah. Right. And we we already have we already have some pressure into you know that being it's hate speech in Canada to misgender, right? And so I can see that being like, well, you know, in Canada. We can't have people from Canada on this app, on your dwell yeah. app, on the Bible app, reading hate speech. So you're going to have to change some things about that. And as long as you change the words, you can still have the app. Read the, read the message paraphrase for five minutes. You'll mm-hmm. realize how easy it is to screw things up. And that's a heavily sold book. Yes, too. it is. Like it blows me away how many people actually read that. Um, it takes out all kinds of stuff. And it is so... In my opinion, it is so woke that I mean, no Christian should be picking that thing up. Period. Obviously, I would encourage anybody to pick up any, you know, almost any Bible, you know, NIV. I mean, there's some translations mm-hmm. like you're talking about that aren't good. 
what I would encourage everybody to do is to start with the King James, and this is what I mean by that. Like that, you will need the Holy Spirit to tell you things. Mm -hmm. If you read the King James version of the Bible, not knowing or like you could read the King James version mm -hmm. of the Bible and you know exactly what it says, even though right. that's not a that's not a version that you read right. or ever spent a whole lot of time in. But I'm telling you, as a new Christian, if you pick up that mm -hmm. Bible you're literally going to have to rely on the Holy Spirit to teach you some things because you don't kind of know sometimes what they're saying right. until you learn it, right. right? Yeah, that's good. I use the NASB. Yeah. Um, only reason, or well, one of the main reasons is because it's a word-for-word -word translation, much like the King James Version or the uh, New King James Version, as well as the ESV. Uh, some of the better translations. The later years, uh, we've gotten more documents. We've gotten, um, you know, the Dead Sea Scrolls. We've gotten so many things that have come to fruition that give us a better uh, understanding of some of the scripture that has been laid out there. So the best thing to do is not argue, argue over the translation. Stick with known translations. Just read your Bible. Read your Bible, please, um, because the world is going to try to tell you a lot of things that aren't true yeah what what i would tell everybody too is um oh where was i going with that i'm glad we're not live <laughs> oh it was good too it was good um but we will be i know i'll have to edit that i know you will nope keep it in i don't remember keep maybe it, it wasn't anyone <laughs> supposed to be said <laughs> that's what we ate oh, every time this this is it sorry as a Christian, early in your belief, early in your relationship with God, I said this last week about a different subject. You need to you need to get convinced by the Holy Spirit, by God, that the word of God that you're receiving is the word of God mm -hmm. and that no man has altered it. No man. Now, don't get me wrong. There are things like chat GPT that, that altered it. But when you go into a bookstore and you buy a Bible, you can be assured that the word of God lives and breathes in there and that mm -hmm. man is not affecting God's word and that there aren't people going to hell because they were um, misled. That's right. Mm -hmm. That way anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. There's not a Bible. I don't believe you go to the store and you buy a, a, a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob Bible and there's something's going to mislead you in there. I don't mm -hmm. believe that. Right. I believe God is sovereign over his word. Right. That's good. That's good. It also helps you when you are reading other Christian art, uh, authors. Yeah. You know, I meant to figure out where they've gone astray or if they have gone astray to make sure that you understand the word of God. So that was, uh, that's good. So, again, be careful. Um, we've, we've given you this suggestion before. Be careful what you say and, and, and believe on social media. Um, even from the news nowadays, you can't even trust the news anymore. So, uh, it's kind of crazy. Let's just go ahead and talk all these You're topics. To get us and I'm just trying to get us canceled here. So, um, we had some pretty strict rules today, you know, <laughs> trying to lay it out. Remember when we telling you yeah. about him not listening to me? Yeah, no one listens to me. He's trying to call you a host instead of producer so he can just do what he wants for Goza. I'm producing today. Yeah. Why do I even work here? He's doing everything today. He said, I'll, we I'll double your salary. Don't yeah, quit. Yeah, I was going to say, we talked about this. You, the weird thing is, that's an old Seinfeld thing. It's, this makes it really hard. You actually yeah. don't work out. Right. You, know, you don't work here. <laughs> 
So a new study has come out um, recently that talks about one out of six church attendees have had, paid for, or encouraged an abortion. Now, first of all, I want to I want to preempt. Uh, what was the, what's the word I'm looking for? Preface. I, I want to preface. Thank you. I want to preface. That's why you're well, here. Pay, pay, yeah, that's why bucks, you pay the big bucks. <laughs> I want to preface that anyone who has had an abortion that you are loved, that I can't imagine what you've gone through. Uh, This is not throwing hate your way. Um, Whether you've been the guy a part of one, whether you've been the woman a part of one, there's no hate whatsoever uh, from this side. You still have the opportunity for redemption uh, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, um, by placing your faith in him. And repenting of your sins, you still have the ability to to be cleansed of that. And um, I pray that that would be something that you do. And maybe you are a Christian and that has happened in your life. And maybe you just can't get past um, that. I pray that God will forgive that will give you that 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 blank slate in your head and your memory that uh, you will forget that and uh, to be able to help others get out of that. However, uh, with this new poll, it is um, it is kind of alarming because as Christians, that is one thing that we should believe in, that abortions are wrong, um, that adoptions are substitution for that and or taking care of, uh, of the child uh, with the help of the church. The church should step up in a way that uh, it hasn't before to help single moms uh, to to take care of. Um, I think there was a study done a few years ago that said if each church, not if each church person, but if each church were to adopt 2.5 kids, and I don't know how you do that, but 2.5 kids, it would take care of the orphanage and the foster care system in the United States, mm-hmm. period. Just churches. Imagine if everybody that in, were yeah. involved as Christians were to get involved with that or to to bring a single mom into your home to offer that to a pregnant lady. You know, I meant to think about, think about how awesome that would be and that we would show the love of Jesus Christ through that. My fear, my, my concern is that, um, this study said that 16% of church goers admitted to having or paying for and encouraging abortion. Additionally, 20% of respondents did not believe the Bible identifies when human life begins which it does not. However, there are some verses. There are some verses that do talk about Jesus. You know, I knew you before you were formed. Um, so how do you know someone who doesn't exist? Right. Um, uh, there's also some uh, verses talking about, um, I forget the relationship, but it's talking about uh, blessed in the mother's womb. Mm-hmm. Um, is it so King? King David. Life starts when God breathes life into the womb. The Bible says that. Well, that's a yeah, yeah. but that's your if you if you use breath of life, right? Now you're into a Jewish belief that they believe that the spirit of God when you take your first breath as a baby, that is the breath of life and the point of conception. Can I, and this isn't aimed at you, so don't take this the wrong well, way. I, this is aimed at them. Well, I, can well, we just let the man can, can we, we just say let them? Can we just let the man speak for himself? This isn't aimed at you. Who are you talking about? Can we just let, Let if Jesus said breath of life, that's what he meant, that he breathes life into us, into the womb. That's what he says. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you're, I guess you're not, again, you're, 
let us get five minutes out of this. Hold okay. on. So <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just I'm no, not you're done. Right. No, no, I know. No, you're, no, you're, you're, totally. you're trying to go to the end. We're trying to go to yeah. the finish line as we're trying to walk well, you have through. To, you have to stop acting like you believe what you're saying because you're fooling me. <laughs> well, it's a Jewish tradition. Well, well, first off, it is a Jewish belief. And again, you have to hear the whole argument because yeah, yeah. you looked at me like you'd never heard it before. And then you made a decision what you believed about it before you heard it and then played it out in your mind. So hear what they believe. Okay. And it's actually a pretty good argument. They believe that when you take your first breath as a baby, that is the breath of life. And when you take your last breath, that is the end of life, right? And so you have breath to breath. Yeah. And so their belief in the womb is that person a soul because your first breath is the life-giving thing. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. You know, I line up with a, I guess you would call it like a Ben Shapiro belief is if you start drawing a line, it gets very, very difficult because drawing a line anywhere other than conception becomes very, very problematic to start mm-hmm. drawing lines. And you have like, you know, a, a cert- the distance between the birth canal and air is, you know, six to eight inches. Okay, so that's, you know, that's the difference, you know, geographical location, whether something's a life and not a life, it's, it's very, very difficult. But that being said, some of the scriptures like breathing life into us that's where they're leaning on that's old testament that, that even the jewish tradition lean on but even if you look at um the understanding especially for those of us who believe in god <clears throat> and christianity is that nothing is sustained without god not a cell not a sperm cell not an egg from a woman that's not even sustainable without God. The universe is not sustainable without God. Um, for us to even take a breath is not even sustainable without God. So what, like, like what I've been saying is that God says, you know, we're, we're, we are the, the, in that first breath and, and then in that first moment of life, God is the sustainer of all of that, whether it's a, at the cellular level or at, you know, a 90 year old. And again, example. I so happen to agree with them. No, I'm, I'm not. I know you do. <laughs> no, I know I'm saying that I'm trying to, to, you know, our audience to understand that, you know, that as a Christian, that should be our mindset. You know, it's that the, the breath of the, the, the breath is, is not a physical, it's a spiritual mentality. It's, it's understanding that God is the sustainer of all things, period. Without God, we don't live. We don't ex- extend, you know, we're not. We're not there, um, you know, and then as a Christian, we believe, I, I mean, I should say I believe, and I teach people in my church to believe that it is at conception. That is when life begins. Well, this is an, this is an interesting point, and this is not a biblical take on it. This is something that I experienced in my younger years. Um, I was all for that, you know, in my, mm. in my 20s. Oh, I, was I, I had some scares, yeah. and I was like, you know what? Um, yeah, we should definitely have an abortion right. because what you're doing is, um, you know, having a physical relationship with a lady is a big boy is big boy life. Right. Right. You're procreating, mm-hmm. you know, two people getting together and you're you're performing the art of pro creation. Right. Right. So you are what you're doing. You should be shocked if you don't get pregnant. Right. Because mm-hmm. that's what the act does. And abortion 
allows, um, actually not for males, but for females, abortion allows you to step away from responsibility for your actions. You took these actions, and now you'd like to avoid them. Ironically, we don't have any type of avoidance for males. Like if you're, you know, that's not your decision in our country. It's, you know, the woman can decide to exit the responsibility of her actions, but males, we still bear those regardless of if we want them or not. Um, So it's an interesting unbiblical view just to say it's avoiding responsibility. Right. Well, that's, that's the problem. You know, uh, that's one of the reasons that Man Up God's Way is a ministry for the last 12 years is because men have skirted their responsibility, whether it's with sex. You know, we think that men, you know, from, you know, 16 years old to whenever I decide to get married, I can go sow my wild oats instead of us teaching abstinence. You know, teaching our children, uh, I've taught my kids from day one, is that God will send you a spouse. Then you can start having sex. Well, that then that's that's biblical. Here's here's another thought too. I was listening to God, I never remember this dude's name, and I don't always agree with him, but he he just really brought some heat on this one. He said, you know, we teach our singles in the church, um, and we treat them like second class citizens mm-hmm. when Jesus was single. Right. Paul was single. These are two main figures that you know, take up the majority of our New Testament. If you just took out all the writings of Paul and everything that Jesus said, we wouldn't have a a New Testament, right? Right. There'd just be nothing there. And those two individuals were singles. So maybe we should stop telling our singles that God will find you a spouse. Maybe not, you know. He doesn't want to, right? Yeah, maybe that's not for you. Like Ben said, maybe that's not your calling. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this much, as I come up on 40 and I... I look at some of my friends who are married and I, and I wish that I had kids and all the above, but some of the things that I've been able to do because I'm not worried about someone is, I mean, unbelievable to me, pick up and leave the country, um, pick up and drive across the country and just be malleable to the point where I get to spend weeks at a time in other States working on projects that I've always wanted to do, you know, getting to work on music, getting to work on films, getting to to travel and do photography and all these things. I only get to do those because I'm not married. Now, some people can do them while they're married, but financially, I probably wouldn't be able to get away with what I'm doing, yeah. spending the amount of money that yeah. I spent to get where I'm at. Um, it wouldn't have been possible. And so it's, it's not that it's not for everybody. It's sometimes God has a different plan, and that's completely acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well Paul even says, um, uh, gosh, if you can handle the flesh, I cannot think of that verse. I'm Googling it he right now. He says if you're Was burning it? with desire, then get married. If you cannot, if you can't bear you know, Let's see here. Uh, shoot, what was that? There's a verse where he actually talks about, yeah. you know, it's better to be single because you can then do the Lord's work. But however, if you can't, you're he, burning he, would, with he would say, be yeah. like me. And if you're burning with desires, um, oh, I just went brain dead. It's not even showing up. Is it? To paraphrase, I think he says, I pray that all of you would be as me. Right, exactly. Who are single. Right. But if, but if you are burning with desires, mm-hmm. then you should then yes, you should marry. Exactly. I think that's the pair. Exactly. The yes, paraphrase. it is. So going back to abortion, uh, Jeremiah chapter or verse one, verse 
chapter one, verse five says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And there, and before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to nations. So God's telling Jeremiah that he already knew him. Like he, he consecrated him to be a prophet well before he was even conceived. Psalms 139, 13 through 16. For I formed you in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for the fearfully. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. And the days that you formed, formed for me when as yet uh, there were none of them and so god is telling us that uh we are all uh already pre-planned so to speak so there is not a mistake in any of us uh we're all good and um uh he's he i think he takes abortion serious yeah thou shall not kill yeah well there you go yeah so, exactly doesn't say you know, it doesn't if you give, don't want it. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, it doesn't say <laughs> thou shall not kill unless it's a, you know, a baby that you don't want or right. a criminal. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Obviously, self-defense is one thing, but, you know, you've got people shooting people now that are trying to get away from them. Right. And they're shooting them in the back. And we just take, I don't know, it just, it's it, the more and more you sit here and talk about it, the more and more you're just like, I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand why these people. I mean, I guess I do because I read the Bible. These people are, they're so lost. They're so, yeah. they, they, it's everything's the opposite of the way that it should be. Mm -hmm. But that's the way it's supposed to be. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, it only gets worse. That's right. the problem. But yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy. And that, that verse is in 1 Corinthians. It's, is it? First. Uh, in seven, eight, nine, to the unmarried and the widows, I there say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Perfect. So that's that it. was it, man. That was it. That was really good. So anyway, this uh, study goes on to say that um, you know, thirty-five uh, percent of believers um, say that it's never acceptable abortion. Nineteen percent deem it acceptable when the mother's life is at risk and 10% thought the decision should be left to the couple. Um, that 19% acceptable at the mother's risk. That's usually like one or 2%, you know, of all abortions that are done. Uh, the high nineties is majority of, um, convenience is why that is done. So anyway, it's just sad to think that our, um, our church worldview on abortion is not a biblical worldview. It's a worldview. It's yeah. not a biblical worldview. And that makes me sad. Yeah. Big time. Absolutely. So, all right. So anyway, we'll, uh, we'll quit beating that, uh, dead horse. And so the last one, they'll probably end up getting us banned, uh, on all social COVID. Is COVID. <laughs> yeah. So, um, was it a school? Oh, yeah, it was a school in Maryland, an uh -huh. elementary school that's not only starting the mask back up, but saying that all the kids should have to wear N95s. So obviously mm. that's more of a cost, but that's not really the point, right? Right. And um, yeah, so 
I, I've, I thought I read something that Biden's starting to wear one indoors, which I kind of understand because he's old. Right. You know what I'm saying? If it, if there's any relevance to that, I do understand why he's right. doing it. But the, the fact that these elementary kids and all these liberal states like Maryland and that are going to start doing this again, you know, I saw right. I saw a TikTok video um, and I wish I could find it. It was about two weeks ago where this guy, he was living in, you know, rural country, Kentucky or whatever it was. Hey, don't be talking and he about said, my hometown. He, he hometown. looked right in at the interviewer, and this is what he said. He said, let me ask you a question. How much do they think we're going to put up the, with this before we start killing people? Right. Yeah. That's exactly what he said. It was the yeah. guy. It was the guy at a town hall. That's right. It was the guy at the town hall, and he said, uh, when can we use the guns? And everyone was like, whoa. Like, right. whoa. And he was like, no, I'm serious. But that happened. That was really long time ago. That wasn't recent. That was actually from 2020. Oh, I uh, yeah. I, it was a repeat. I mean, TikTok wasn't. Yeah, right I, I just, I guarantee that dude right now is loading his guns up. <laughs> He's getting ready. So, yeah, yeah. we've got, um, you know, we got, again, like we were talking about with Chat. GPT, the the false information coming in the Bible, you know, the social media has given false information about, uh, the, and the government has given us false information about COVID and the mask and the vaccines and everything else. And man, we've gotten to a place to, who do we trust? Like literally, who do we trust? When, when this all went down, you know, as a pastor, uh, in 2020, it was probably one of the hardest years that I'd ever had as a pastor in 17 years. Um, it was, it was tough because we wanted to believe the government and we did, we did everything they said. We shut down the church. We made everybody wear a mask. We made everybody six foot apart. And then it, you know, it was just one thing after another. It just got old and it wasn't anything that they said it was going to be. And it, it just, and here we go again, you know, we're going to, this is something that's going to continue to happen and continue to happen uh, because guess what? There's going to be new variants every single time so um yeah it's not it's, just it's not gonna go away and i don't think i mean people like me i didn't acquiesce the first time so no, the second either. you know yeah. the second time i'm not going mm-hmm. i'm not going through that i know they my job approached us and we were in a team meeting i'll never forget it and i don't work there anymore i've since walked away and doing my own thing now but uh we're at a team meeting and i was a sales guy for this organization doing insurance policies and luckily i was one of the you know higher up sales guys in our company that they didn't want to lose me but they mentioned it and i started laughing like it was <laughs> a joke because there was no from the very start there was no way i'd and i was telling my friends and i'll say it again if you have not read um the gulag archipelago um by alexander so i'm, I'm butchering his last name <clears throat> anyway it's it's a book on how um, how the government, I believe, in Russia went through and systematically controlled its people mm-hmm. and moved them to internment camps, and it's a it's a series of letters from inside the gulags that were all over. And an archipelago is a, a series of islands, yeah. And so the gulag archipelago is like a, a story from all these series of gulags around Russia that uh, people wrote on toilet paper people did word of mouth until they got them out and those stories you can see semblances of Mm -hmm. that in our society and i think i read that back in 2000 2016 maybe 2018 
And when COVID came around, it was like, dude, this is way too familiar. I already know what this is. No, thank you. Not going to do it. Another great one, if you're taking notes, is Trust Me, I'm Lying by Ryan Holiday is another great one on how media works and how they they use, they basically manipulate the truth just to control people. And and that's coming from, you know, Trust Me, I'm Lying, Ryan Holiday. He's, he's very, very left-leaning. So this is yeah. not a political me picking a side here. There's, there's a book on the right and the left you should definitely check out. If you're listening to us talk about this and you're like, I don't know why they think like that. Pick up some mm-hmm. books like that, and you'll start figuring it out real quick. Yeah, I, I as a Christian, um, the only fear that we should have is of God, period. And it ha- the, the reverent fear that we should have of God, and not worry about um, our life or when it will end, uh, because God has a date for that uh, already planned out. So whether it's COVID, a bus, or uh, old age, you're not going to have any control of that. So live your life as if uh, the Lord is coming tonight. Live your life as a be repentant, be ready, uh, be sharing the gospel, and stop living in fear. We cannot keep living in fear because that's all the enemy wants to do. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's going to divide you, um, whether it's politically, uh, he's going to try to divide you, whether it's uh, relationally, he's going to try to divide you between you and your wife. Uh, you and your kids, you and your church folks. He wants to cause disunity within the church. Uh, he is going to kill um, your faith, uh, your passion, your uh, desire, your drive, um, maybe even your body. Um, he's going to steal your joy and everything that happens in your life. Um, and he's going to get you to, to, to blame God and everything else around it instead of us putting our faith in God and making sure that we have our fear only of God and our faith in God, and that will bring joy into the world and blessings as well. You have to be that person. You, as a Christian, that should be you. That's why if we kind of circle this all the way back, you've got to know the Word of God. You've got to understand the Word of God uh, learn to live in the fruit of the Spirit. Learn to make sure that you are diving into this daily so that you do impart this into your heart so that you will not sin against God and you learn to be holy and righteous in all that you do. That's the only way that you're going to do this, to be able to do this life. Can I follow that? I know we're we're winding down a little bit, but I want to follow this up with, with something that's super important. What times like that, what the masses do is they use fear to you know control you and you know get you to do get you to do what they'd like you right. to do there's there's something that happened recently we were going to chat about it today and we're running out of time so we're not going to get to it but that fear is just um it's just a threat there's actually nothing behind it that you'll suffer for a little bit of time but in the end you know They can't do those things as of now in our country. There's a young lady from Virginia Tech. It's that Virginia Tech Mm -hmm. story uh, that we were going to talk about. She was benched for not kneeling for the national anthem uh, during the, you know, the BLM deal. Um, She just won a settlement for $100,000. So now these aren't, they're not letting these cases go to court. So there's no legal precedent, but the fact that they're settling out of court is very very telling on where they believe it would be going if they didn't so when you're as you're facing these trials again you know there was that 
there was that gym in in um, New York that got hit with hundreds mm. of thousands of dollars of fines for not shutting down, and I believe they settled. And they, right. you know, they won their court cases. So these people who are who are operating outside of, uh, you know, a free society mm-hmm. like we do, uh, have a benefit here in the U.S. They are they're only allowed to do so for a certain amount of time. And if you hold fast, and you have decent res- representation, mm-hmm. you're going to be just fine. But it's a big bluff. Yeah, it's I a could, big bluff. I can tell you, our church won't shut down. I'll never do that again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> every everything, everything that the devil does is a big bluff, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which he's dead on. Right. So we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities in the air, right? So the devil is just—he's—he's uh, he's just trying to elicit fear, <laughs> right? Right. So, so the opposite of faith is fear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So Jody's sitting here telling you, you got to read your Bible. How many Christians on the, that are listening to this podcast could have uh, a little bit more faith in their life? No, oh, amen. Okay. Raise my hand. It's probably, it may be the number one most prayed for thing by a Christian. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know that for sure, but it's up there. There's only one way. Read the Bible. Yep. Read the Bible. Yep. Right. That yes, God is going to do some things for you that are going to encourage you and it's going to increase your faith. So, yes, God blesses and that increases our faith. But on an everyday basis, reading the Bible is your surest way to strengthening your faith. Right. And as you read the Bible and continue to read, you're going to see, just like we're always talking about here, even if we pontificate on some other things, God's in control, Mm -hmm. the world's falling into place. Just do what he's asking you to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Bible says God, uh, God puts more. This isn't. This is a paraphrase. God puts more emphasis on justice, meaning obedience, doing right, than he does on sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right? Doesn't it doesn't mean that God doesn't care about your sacrifice? But if you're sacrificing, it's God giving you the power right. to do it anyway. That's good. Right? But obedience, we have a little bit of control over. Right? right? We are responsible for our choices. Yep. Yep. Right. God is sovereign, but you're still responsible for your actions, for sure. And you will be judged for those one day. That's a good way to, to close off. Good sh- good job, man. That's a, that's a, a good summarization. Summation. Summation. Thank you. Somebody help me out. I'm going to tell you something right now. Guys, listen, if you're out there working. and you have a desire in your heart to study uh, to start a podcast, if the host of the show is from Kentucky, <laughs> you're going to need at minimum a translator. <laughs> And also, but but because it's from Kentucky, not only do you need a translator, but you need somebody that knows him really well, that knows what he's saying because he's around him so much. Other than that, it's, it's yeah, going to crash. It crash, Sorry. exactly. Yeah, that's, I'm a, a redneck from Kentucky, and I barely speak English, so I definitely don't speak a second language. Well, we appreciate you guys uh, again. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was a hodgepodge of all kinds of stuff. Uh, like I said, we were supposed to have a guest, but uh, they ended up not being able to come on. And uh, so we were just uh, going by the spirit. And uh, I think God led us in a good direction. Again, folks, um, our desires for you to get to know Jesus the best that you possibly can. And the way what we can tell you is that, first of all, you have to know him. You have to understand the gospel that Jesus was uh, prophesied from the beginning of time that he would be here. He would be our savior. Uh, that he would be fully God and fully man walking on this earth perfectly, something that nobody else has ever done. 
he would take the nails, the sin, and the death that you and I deserved, and he would willingly walk upon the cross, die, be buried in a tomb, and three days later rise again, only to come back. Uh, And he is coming back for the church. Between now and then is our job to make sure that you understand the gospel, that you believe by faith that that is true, and that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And when that happens, you become an adopted one, a chosen one of uh, Jesus Christ, and you are now in the kingdom, and you're called uh, to do things um, within that kingdom. You're called to serve, called to love, called to give, called to to share the good news with everybody uh, that is in your sphere of influence, and we want to make sure that you do that. Uh, Read your Bible. Make sure that you understand who Jesus is um, by the grace and um, knowledge of Jesus, and uh, do that to the best of your ability, and pray daily. And we all need prayer. So we'll be praying for you. If you get an opportunity, make sure that you share this podcast again. We love you guys, and we will see you next Monday night. God bless. God bless. You've been listening to the Man Up God's Way podcast. Visit us on Facebook, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and our website at manupgodsway.org.